Set your sail for the orange and blue sea. Yarr! This is the Java Men Fighting Illini podcast presented by the Big Banter Network. It's February 8th. This is Java Suds. I'm here with Java Jubes and Java Etch. Java Etch first EP of the year. Is that right? First pod of the year for you? What's going on, gentlemen? Not not the first one of the year for me, but first one in a very long time. My hardware was in the shop getting worked on um, for a very, very <laughs> long time. So it's good to be back that we're, we're finding ourselves in a familiar spot. Very familiar. I was missing out hard, missing out hard on some uh, Java Edge monologues. So hopefully uh, you save some for today. Well, but I was on Lakeshore Drive the other day, and I guess, yeah, we, we won't get into it. So, <laughs> Java Jubes, what's going on, my friend? When was the last pod you were on? That was about a month ago. Yeah, me, me and you are deep in it. We're deep in it right now. We got a lot to talk about, gentlemen. So the last time the Java men had a podcast, it was after the Northwestern game. Lost that one in overtime. So then we had a three-game streak here. All dubs. January 27th, win at home, 70-62 to 62 against Indiana. January 30th, on the road, plus one, OSU, 87-75. Come back home for the overtime win against Nebby, 87-84. We, so we went three straight. How are you, how are you guys feeling about the three-game win streak? Uh, usually I'll feel better about three-game win streak, but I don't know how I feel right now. Java Etch, share some thoughts. I feel great about the three game win streak, like straight up, straight up. Great. Um, <laughs> I think that man, the IU game feels like it was a year ago, but that game was never. Oh, I yeah, that game was never really in doubt. I think the Ohio State game was like you know it was a good business trip. Um, they just took care of business, and then I think I. I came out of the Nebraska game with a very good outlook on uh, the rest of the season, this team, and um, the guy who occupies most of my thoughts, Brad Underwood. Um, I think I might <laughs> differ a little from Java Jubes with that, but we'll see. Jubes, what's your takeaway from the three-game win streak? I'm feeling okay. I mean, I think... I think some uh, ghosts came out of the closet a little bit in that Indiana game, even though we won. Uh, pretty shocked it was as close as it was. I mean, they, they still they, they did not make a three point field goal, correct? Indiana, that's still that's yeah. still true. I I think that was the first time. I, I forget the year. It was I think it was five plus years that they had a game without a three. They should have, they yeah. should have let Woodson go after that game. <laughs> like you, you can't, you can't go through a college basketball game in 2024 with, with no three point field. That's goals. pretty bad. Yeah. So, 
And and Shannon wasn't playing as well in that game. Uh, I think he's found his groove a little bit in in the last two. Uh, so that that game, I I, uh, I had to get out of the house for a little bit. I went to look at some uh, some apparel for Aspen. Uh, we're going out there in a little in in a few weeks for uh, Mr. P's bachelor party. So got my mind off of Brad a little bit by by taking that trip. <laughs> Uh, and then the the next two, Ohio State, that was a game where I think we could all agree, like last year's team, we would probably get blown out at Ohio State, yep. regardless of how they were playing. And so yeah. the fact that we played so well and Shannon got into his groove a little bit more in that one, that was really, really promising. And then Nebraska, I mean... I. I don't. I forgot who was even on the Illini after watching uh, Tominaga. Uh, if he if he can get another year, ha- happy to have him on on the squad next year. Uh, he's he's probably my favorite college basketball player at this point. I feel like to- Tominaga so, is getting the Willie Cauley Stein <laughs> status. Like how how long have we been talking about Tominaga? <laughs> he he predates Iowa. <laughs> Tommy Naga was not good last night, by the way. In the he plays game against well North against West. Brad. He he. Why? Okay, Jubes. I want to get into that because we you were texting this, and I is that a result of how we're playing Tommy Naga? I, no, I thought we played pretty good no, D against it's, him. It's not. He was he just, just unconscious. He just shoots well against Illinois. I don't. I don't really get it. I mean, he he. It's not like we. He was taking wide open threes. They, they were like. The threes that Coleman Hawkins takes twice a game that he shouldn't take, uh, that are like the <laughs> stepbacks, but he was draining them. You know, not not that not three. this year's Coleman Hawkins, but like l- last year's, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he they they were tough shots. They weren't they weren't easy shots, and he was he was putting them down easily. He didn't even hit the rim. The the one in overtime where he he did like a step back against your guy Edge. Rogers and just drained it. That was so cold blooded. That was right after Q hit his three two. So we go up four, and you feel like we're finally gonna pull away for probably the fourth time in that game. And Tominaga just cold blooded <laughs> step back, dude. That was an NBA level three. That was so sick. I, I Edge, I'm kind of with you. I felt pretty good about that win against Nebby. Obviously. You know, I could do without the last three and a half minutes of regulation. I don't know what that was. We just pretty much stopped playing basketball. But this team withstood a Jubes. What did Tominaga score? How many? He had, I, I think he had 30 or 31. 31? Yeah, 31. And how many, what was from beyond the arc? He was five for seven. I, I mean, to withstand that with Tominaga, I think I... Somebody said that in all the games where Tominaga has scored like 25-plus, Nebraska's undefeated. <laughs> and we got a dub. Probably should have been easier than that. It's just unbelievable that that guy can score that much. I, I, It's, it's a quick release, Atch. That's what it is. It's a quick release, like Brock Purdy. I think <laughs> with the um, – <laughs> normally I'm, I have an inclination to – Put, put blame at Undy's feet for how his team does buck stops with Hundy. You know, you don't, you don't become a top seven bag man 
in the NCAA, <laughs> even though you haven't reached the second weekend of the NCAA tournament with any team, including in the seven, six years that six full seasons he's had at Illinois. Uh, you, you don't get to that point without also getting some responsibility for your team's outcomes, um, even though a lot of people on the PED wish that that or a lot of people on the PED believe otherwise, um, <laughs> even though he's a top seven bag man. But but this game, I thought, was just a lack of execution, like the jacking up threes by TSJ. um yeah. Harmon inbounding the ball to literally to the other team. Um twice. Twice. Yeah. <laughs> even though even so though Harmon Harmon showed some dog dog heart, dog status when he, he got the ball after throwing it away. He he doesn't panic in that situation, which is cool, but I mean that that that's and drilled the free you, throws. You can just see that hit two huge free he throws. hit free throws, he had another end of the game bucket. But you could just see that sort of situation breaking a back in mid-March. So anyway, so I, I thought it was – I thought the team – I thought the players didn't execute, and I, I think that it was good to get a test against a good team, against a tournament team, to to lose a lead like that, then in overtime find a way to get a win. So You guys were talking a little bit about it earlier before we started. The last situation, so we're up three at the end of the game. Jubes, take me through what happened. What would you have done in that situation? We're up three with about 20 seconds left. And this was OT, right? This was the, the overtime. Update, no, this I was think. even before the overtime. Well, this was, oh, okay, okay. This was the end of regulation. We're up three with about 20 seconds left. And... Um, oh no, that, that was, that was overtime. Yeah, you're right. You're right. The, the issue that we had there was first Brad had fouls to give on mast, I believe. And that's when we were up by one. And that's what it was. So that, that was regulation. Yeah. Dudes. So yeah. when we had, cause we were up one. Okay, I, I think I, I mixed you up here because there was two separate situations. Right. The one end of regulation, we were up one. They had the ball with 30 seconds left. And that's when I think Mast was, or, or maybe it was like 20 seconds left, Mast was posting up and we had fouls to give. Yep, and we didn't foul. Yep. And in that situation, like, I'm okay with not fouling, but you, the, the minute that you get off balance or the, or the other team, um, like the other team, you're in a situation where like, you're no longer in control. I'm okay. You know, fouling there, right. You don't have to foul like immediately. Like if, if, if they're just, if someone's just dribbling up by the, the three point line and not doing anything, you don't need to foul, but yeah, Th that's a situation where you got to think like, "Hey, Mast has me off balance. Maybe I should take a foul here, have him reset, right?" And then, so then he he makes it. Damas gets very lucky on that on that foul. I think that the zebras, the zebras, no doubt. That was I I don't I think it was a, a foul. home court call. I think it was a foul. 
Um, but I don't think like I think if the, in the end of the game that that foul yeah. gets called fifty percent of the time, maybe less. Do you do you guys think that foul gets called if it's a tie game? No, no, no. There's no way that gets called in a tie game, right? There's no chance that gets called. No, in a tie and, and, game. and I'm not. You just go into overtime. I'm I'm of I'm I'm one of the few Java men who's of the opinion that the zebras are not trying to make either team win. They're just, <laughs> they're just probably not like it's it. They're moving fast. It's just it's a hard it's a hard game to officiate, right? Um, we got lucky there, right? Then. At the and at the end of the overtime, we're up three with about twenty seconds left, and we fouled, and we fouled in a situation where the, Nebraska wasn't trying to score; they were setting up their offense. And in that case, I am a firm believer in fouling up three. Yeah, firm believer. There, you you can't lose unless they get a, a rebound and a tip, right? But you should. If I were Brad, I would have waited or said, if if you get beat, foul, right? Yeah. But if if you're you, – there's 20 seconds left is too early. And, and there's actually a few other coaches that did that um, the Saturday before. Um, like they, they, they also foul with like 15 to 17 seconds left. Like that's too early. You, you got to wait till under yeah. 10 for it to, to matter, right? Cause, yeah, because then, then you're you, almost extending the yeah, game when you don't want Yeah, you're extending the game for them. Not, yeah, not, yeah. not you. Like, yeah, it, I, I would follow Tommy Naga if he was like had the ball like twenty six feet out because he would probably shoot like he could, he could make it, right? Yeah. But like <laughs> anyone else, it's like go ahead, you know. I mean, the idea, right, is you foul so that's their la- it's their last possession and they yeah. can't get a chance to tie you. So that way, if you get a rebound, the game's over. Yeah, right. Right. I mean, right? So, like anytime under ten, because then you're looking at like all right. By the time they they shoot it, they foul us. Like you're yeah. looking at like five seconds and there's no advancing to half court in the NBA or in right. the NCAA or the NBA. Right? right. So like you're looking at like maybe four seconds where they're trying to, to go the length of the court. Like you'll usually take that. Right. Yeah. So mass had a good look too. He didn't pull the trigger. Yeah. And, and, and Shannon fouled him on that play too. Like, yeah. <laughs> and that didn't matter because I think we were up, we were up three. We were up three. So, like, if he shot that, I mean, if he got fouled there, like, fine, right? I mean, but, I mean, but also another great point of why you foul, right? It's like, not don't foul on purpose. Take a good swipe at it. Like, Shannon got a steal, <laughs> you know, because he was aggressive. And if he fouls, he fouls. And he goes to the line, and you still have the advantage. Right. And 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 then when I don't think that, and actually will probably agree, I don't think that, like, Shannon not just dunking that ball was on Underwood. I think he just thought that like the right move was to dribble it yeah. out, but you definitely dunk that ball because then that makes it a, a two possession game at that point. Like, cause he, I think he missed both free throws and they like, Tommy Naga had a look for like, oh, half court, right. I thought Tommy Naga was going to make that. <laughs> it would have it been awesome else. if you, if you made it. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any of us would even been mad. We would have just, <laughs> I think anyone else in the big expected. 10, I would have been mad, but, but not him. Yeah. <laughs> I think Undy was salivating at that game. I mean, you could hear him in the post game, the press conference. He, he steps up and says it was ugly. So what? I'm ugly. A win's a win. Um, <laughs> Follow up question I would have had for Undy was, "All right, you're ugly. So, 
why are you dying? Like, did he say that? Yeah, yeah. Did he actually say that? I mean, he takes pretty good care of him, his physical appearance for thinking he's un- ugly. Like he dyes his hair a lot. Yeah. He's got, he's always got like <laughs> fresh clothes, fresh kicks. Um, yeah, he's always looking. He lost. Good. He lost. He high. lost a lot of weight. Like he's aging pretty well for what I'm sure is like a tough genetic lineage. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think I think Undy was salivating at this because, and honestly, I think he would have been fine if they lost because that that sort of game where you just sleepwalk through the end is is. I don't know. It's a nightmare. Um, I, I think I yeah. think that they'll be jolted from that from that ending. Yeah. You Do you need to get those kinks out now? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I I mean, I don't know if he's happy because of that. Then, all right. I'm saying if if he was happy or neutral about a loss there. I think we have differences of opinion because that that's just to get out of there with a win is so massive for seating. And I think with members of the firing squad, me being one of them, you know, I think seating is important for March success. I, I don't know if this team does anything. If we land on the four line, need a top three seed. We, and I think there's, to me, a two, what's the difference between a two and a three? Probably not much, right? You're playing a, a, a six or a seven in the next round. You're either so. playing a good team from the Mountain West or like a bad or like a middle of the road, like power conference team at seven. Usually like the six line is like filled with like mid majors that are good. And seven is usually like a team that like Northwestern was a seven last year, right? Like they're, yeah, they're. They're in a good conference, so they got in, but like no one thinks they're really gonna do anything. So <laughs> it's also it's also um, and Jubes, you can probably speak a lot to this, but it's it's very important not to lose any of these games because there there's just no opportunities for good wins, and a, and a loss in these games would devastate the rec- huge would devastate the resume. Yeah, and and they're. Uh... Like if you look at the top twenty-five teams in the net, there's only I believe two teams who have like a worse best win, or maybe three, uh, than Illinois, and two of them are Indiana State and Dayton. So, Yikes! Um, I think I'm trying to think who the other team is, but or it's Auburn. Auburn. Um, they're, they're not as high cause they just beat the shit out of everybody in the, in the non-conference. Uh, so the, like our, our best win is, is like, FAU. what do you think? That's not even our best win in the net. What do you think our best one in the net is? It's Michigan state. They're 24. Yeah. FAU, oh. FAU is 25. So, wow. So like, and like, how is our net so good though? Explain. I, I don't understand how our net's so good then. Just because we play like no bad losses and just play, yeah. I mean, we do have a like bad loss, but, it, but like other teams have had bad losses Worse. too. And like the teams that we've played in the big, the, the teams that we've lost to, right? I mean, it's Purdue, Marquette, yeah. Tennessee, 
the the issue is is that like at Northwestern. Y- yeah. What's the, the, the bad loss? Is, Maryland. Yeah. Maryland at home. Maryland That's at, the only bad home. loss. I think it's a quad three right loss. now. That's not good. Um. So, like, let's say you beat Michigan State, right? They may fall out of the top twenty-five in the net, and now you're looking at a quad one B win. FAU. I mean, if they drop one of these games to like one one of the teams in their conference, they're 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 out of of the top twenty-five. So, like the like the the they the MSU game for their resume is huge, and then also obviously the 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 games in 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 March, but. Like to Etch's point, they don't have a ton left where they can say like this is our marquee win. Like most of the top twenty-five teams, they have like a, a yeah, like they have a top you know fifteen win on their resume, right? And, I think what would have been big is if we got one of the two between Marquette and Texas. yeah, Marquette's the one that you had had to get to like really solidify yeah. your resume because it, like no one expected you to win the Tennessee game at Tennessee, right? But you're at home versus Marquette. Like that's where yeah, that's where teams win. win, right? The neutral the neutral side games, like usually the better team wins. But when you're at home, you know, that's the that's the one you need to try to get. And they just like they're they're still fine. Like I think most of their wins are or like their their most likely seed right now is like a three. But th- like other teams may jump them just based on who they're able to play versus who's who Illinois is going to play in the next, you know, three weeks until they play Wisconsin and, and Purdue, right? So, Lags, I agree. Like they, I do, I do not want them to be a four. <laughs> I think that's just a disaster. A four seed's a disaster because we saw it, I, which is I, funny. I'm still, I'm the last time we were still four. sore from that beating by Houston. <laughs> that was a beatdown, although. We we lost some momentum. I know Jibs, you don't like mm-hmm. that word with the the RJ Tech, but which he did the Houston? same thing in a game the other day. By the by the way, same yeah, exact was, thing. That was <laughs> awesome. That's you see I'm, it. I think he's, yeah, it was it was way more egregious than what <laughs> yeah. he did in that tournament game. That man, if you could go back, I think Houston was uh, a Ken Palm three. By the way, as a five seed, insane. That might have been the most egregious seating of all time. Let's see. I'm going to take a look. All right, gents. So we're about midway through the year. Eight and three in the Big Ten. Chasing Purdue by a game and a half. We get some uh, some luck last night. Some uh, magic from the Wolverines. Jawan takes down the Badgers in Ann Arbor. Moves them to eight and four, so we're we're alone in second place. I want to do captain of the ship, mid year grade, and then walk in the plank. So this this encompasses the full year. Jubes, I'm putting you on the spot. I need a captain. Let's just do captain each, and then we'll do plank. Who's your captain midway through the year? This include this includes. Non-conference and conference play includes it all. Good question. Includes it all. Uh, Marcus Domask is my uh, captain of the ship. Captain. Great. Yeah, I mean, if if he if he if we didn't get him on our team, we'd be in uh, serious trouble from a, a scoring perspective. 
Uh, he can, th- as as we talked about uh, on the first podcast this year, I was wondering who else was going to be able to get their own shot um, consistently. Yep. And, and yep. he doesn't do it by being more athletic than, or or having a quick first step than everybody else. But he's he really knows the game and he's he's able to slow down and kind of get get to his spots pretty easily. Um, and I mean, he, he's, if, if he wasn't on our team, we would, we would be in some serious trouble, especially for that, uh, blip that T TSJ was out for. So yeah, he, he's, he's, uh, he's the captain so far this year. Good pick Jubes. Good pick at who you got. Yeah. Captain. Um, so I got two, so I'll be brief on the first. The first is we just got done watching Illinois at Northwestern. Um, by the way, at that game, got to see Doctor D. Um, got to see, <laughs> got to see Wishlist. So all, all the heavy hitters were out. Um, and so at Northwestern a year ago, Coleman Hawkins turned in maybe the worst performance of all time. I mean, and and it was basically like. Average Coleman performance from his sophomore and junior years, just bitching about every call he didn't get, missing everything, dribbling the ball from the top of the key, pump pump fake one dribble turnover. Um, he is completely, maybe not completely, because he still bitches. Um, but he has most <laughs> yeah, Brad, Brad almost completely assumed the role of like the leader of the team, the hub, the engine that makes everything go. He's awesome at defense, even though some big big guys put up tons of points. Like the amount of deflections he gets, the how you can see how smart he is just watching him play. Um, his ability to switch on to on the smaller smaller players. Um, yeah, so Coleman has assumed the role, and then. In that same podcast, Jubes, I said I go to sleep at night. The last thing I think about is <laughs> Brad Underwood being an, a possibly elite program builder and a bad X's and O's coach. First thing I think about him <laughs> when I wake up, same exact thing. Middle of the night, if I get up to pee, same thing. I just think about this juxtaposition where you have this awesome program builder, you know, revenues going gangbusters. Um, and, and then on the other hand, <laughs> selling out arenas, selling out the arenas. I, you know, every every s- ticket is sold through the end of this season. But then you see the product when you when you get to the time that matters, which is March, and he turns in I and mean, doesn't turn in. He he is who he is. But this year he's changed. He's changed so much that I'm pretty encouraged by. You know, for what for what's to come this March. He last year he's playing Dane a billion minutes a game. This year he's playing Dane very sparingly, and Dane's being effective too. Yeah. In these games that are you know less uh, less intense, less weighty in terms of the resume, but like Dane's giving him good minutes, but he's still limiting his minutes. He's not doing anything. And there, there was a time last year when I, I was still holding out hope, even going into the Arkansas game, that Brad was going to sit Dane and not start him. <laughs> and I, I've... Did Dane, Dane started against oh, yeah. Arkansas? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? 
And I, I, I really believed. <laughs> That's yeah. so bad. So, so, so Undy no. has totally gone away from that. And, and then yeah. th- there's just a lot of encouraging signs Undy gets an A plus. He's the captain of the ship. It's the most encouraged I've been about him since before the game that we're not allowed to talk about in 2021. Um, yeah, so th- those are my two guys. Lags, by the way, Houston finished finished that year at two. Ken Palm. <laughs> oh my god, as the five seed. Yeah, that's so absurd. That that team was so good. I thought they were going to win it all. And then the year before. Uh-oh. Don't do it, Jubes. Don't yeah, do it. Okay, we won't do it. We won't do it. Do it real quick. <laughs> uh, Loyola was a, an eight seed, and they they were they were <laughs> 10 Kempom. Oh, and that's, that's why in the ten. list of, what are we at now? About 97 <laughs> excuses or things that needed conditions before having a deep... Second weekend run in the tournament. That's why getting a good seed and getting a favorable matchup is right near the top of the list. I, <laughs> it's important. I, I We got to get the two or three. Got to. Get, cannot think, get um, the four. Cannot get the four. That's huge. I think that was a huge Wisconsin loss, by the way, for us to get it. Because I feel like I, I don't just I, – I, I just don't see a scenario where both – us and Wisconsin end up on the two and three line. I feel like one of us is going to push down to the four, and that's got to be Wisconsin. Wisconsin would have to but, beat Purdue. They, they'd have to start like they'd have to start winning games again, obviously. But they need to beat yeah. Purdue at Purdue. I think at this point to to make up. You for think it. So? there's just not enough? You think there's just not enough good wins out there? Big like the, you'd, yeah. you'd have to beat yeah, Purdue at Purdue, 10. and then you'd also have to beat Illinois or Purdue or maybe Michigan State. Well, the the problem with the Big Ten... Well, you got the turn in the too. Yeah, I mean, the problem with home and away games and not neutral sites is like the Big Ten has... Right now, they have maybe... I think they have three teams or three or four teams top 25 not, but Michigan State is like basically right there. Like they could easily be 26 or yeah. 27, right? And then... you. Wisconsin, Purdue, and and Illinois are all one of the teams, so they really only have like two opportunities for like quad one wins at home, you know. So they got to get them on the road, um, and there's just not a ton, right? Yeah, yeah. I who's your captain? I'm, I'm well. I'm gonna I'm gonna just start by saying I'm glad that Edge talked a little bit about our guy Dane, the Dancing Bear, because he has played. He's played great. Let's, uh, especially for the role that he's in, for him to go from 25 minutes a game last year to be playing sometimes three minutes a game, not complain at all, and just go out there and give us a boost. He was huge in that Ohio State game. Yeah, he played he, well. I mean, he, he, I think he, when he came in, because Coleman, that was like, uh, that was sophomore, junior year Coleman, right, Etch, of, Getting that technical. Yeah, exactly. He went he he had two fouls, fouls the guy for three, gets the tech to go to four. I think that was with like fifteen minutes left. There was a lot of time left in that second half. And Dane came in and we extended the lead when Dane came in. That was I mean, you gotta give Dane a ton of credit for that because he is so limited on defense, so he really 
uh, he stepped up and I- I'm I'm proud of the dancing bear. He was my guy last year. I think he got exposed a little bit unfortunately on tape and teams have been taking advantage of it, but I'm happy to see him start playing some good ball and and contributing to this team. I think that was huge for him. Yeah, I, and and like one thing on Dane, it's not that Dane's like bad. He's he's below right. average on defense. He's he's actually above average on offense, especially like for yeah, how much he scores when he's in the game. The issue is is that Coleman Hawkins is just so much better on defense and so right. integral to what they do that they're a completely different team when Coleman Hawkins is in. If Coleman Hawkins yeah. is on the team, Dane would probably play at least 20-something minutes a game, right? <laughs> well said, Jubes. Well said. And it's it's not not a knock on Dane. It's just it's the situation that we're in. And Brad stepping up and realizing that is huge. Hopefully that continues into March. Uh, my captain, you know, I I have to agree with you, Etch, on, uh, on Coleman Hawkins. I think he's just... He's elevated his game. I'm fully convinced now that he was injured earlier in the year. That Marquette game, that might have been one of the worst games he's played in his career, but I also think he was playing on one leg. That's interesting. I mean, it's so obvious. He had to be injured in that game because it, it the level that he's playing at, I mean, he scored the game against Nebraska. Coleman scored 20 points. That was... A quiet twenty point. I, I didn't even realize that he scored twenty. He scores and very quietly. I feel like he does. He just like hits some threes and you know gets. He's been going to the hole way better too. Usually I panic a little bit when he starts to drive, but he's been finishing too. I wanted to say TSJ here. I think this team doesn't do what we want them to do. Go to a Final Four without the best Coleman Hawkins and the best TSJ. Um, It's nice to see that we can perform with TSJ not on the court for a number of minutes at a time, but realistically, like without TSJ, I don't think this team gets past the Sweet 16. So um, I'm glad we have some time for them to mesh and figure it out. I feel like they're still working out the kinks a little bit. Just doesn't flow. I we, I it just feels like we were but more efficient on offense before uh, TSJ returned. But I think we're slowly getting there. They're not running as much booty ball, and I think it's because TSJ like it was usually like shooters around uh, Damask, and T- TSJ isn't really a guy that you just stick out. Yeah, for a pass, right? So I think that's kind of what it was. But I mean, I, I think I think they'll get back into it. They should. But I mean, they're clearly they're not hurting for points at the at this point. I mean, they're doing they're doing fine on offense. Offense really that's is. that's and, true. Um, that's true. Jubes, you might be able to speak on this more knowledgeably than me. Um, but they're below deck. Did below deck say anything about Coleman's injuries <laughs> at the beginning of the year? I, I I feel like they did. Yeah, they said he was hurt. Yeah, they said he was hurt. Blow deck, blow, yeah. blow decks, bad I mean, a thousand. They got a high average right? this year. <laughs> they they are seeing things clearly, like crystal. Below the below deck was key on the Nebraska game because I we found out that they actually called the timeout, not Nebraska. When Terrence Shannon, wait, Illinois called the timeout when Terrence Shannon was shooting the two free throws at the end. 
Illinois called so the why timeout, not Nebraska. Unbelievable. Why didn't Nebraska call a timeout after the rebound then? Shouldn't they have called timeout immediately? I don't know. I don't, I don't know if they, I don't think they had any. Oh, maybe that's, maybe the, the screen was wrong then. Yeah. I mean, that's just not smart, <laughs> but below deck. I mean, I, I believe them. I, I'm I, guessing I, it was probably what apparently happened. Apparently Brad was very mad. He had to be held back. And I mean, I mean, Oh, cause somebody else on the bench yeah. called it. Yeah. Not Brad. Yeah. All right. Well, at least it wasn't Brad, because then <laughs> yeah, I'd be even can't, more worried about yeah. it. Yeah. I'm. 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 I like that Brad was very mad about that. Oh, real quick, I need to draw attention to a Brad being mad thing. Um, when Sincere got that technical, I forgot which game it was, but Sincere <laughs> Sincere gets a technical for celebrating <laughs> on the baseline, and they showed the panned out. <laughs> screen of of undy he he was a little slow to catch on but when he figured it out he went like it was just it was impulse and action there was no pause between the stimulus and the reaction it was just i'm gonna kill him he was held back effectively but i got it was against michigan right was it Michigan? I think it was against Michigan. I think it was against Michigan. Was that the Michigan game? Yeah. Yeah. And God was, bless Sincere for know, staying cause... engaged. This team, I mean, <laughs> Undy's an elite program builder. All right. Real quick before we get into the MSU preview. If this team plays, and not right now in the season, but where we project ourselves to be in March, the 2023-24 Illini versus the 2020-21 Illini head-to-head. How does that game turn out? I think, is Brad coaching both teams? <laughs> Brad's coaching both teams. <laughs> I would take Tundy. I would take Tyler Underwood. <laughs> Although he's playing in that game. Brad's do, coaching. Do we well, you the have, you have the evolved is, Brad. Is it, so it's the old assistant coaches as well, right? Yeah, well, I think Tyler Underwood has orchestrated this offense. That's my below deck theory. Yeah, but was was Gentry Gentry was on the bench for for that team, right, Dutch? Yeah, for yeah. Io. Yeah, Io Kofi. Yeah, I mean, I think. Oh man, I would I would take the Io team. Um. Basically because I don't think that uh, Brad would double Kofi. (laughs) (laughs) That's honestly hilarious. That's the reason. That's very true, though. (laughs) And Coleman can't guard Kofi one-on-one. I mean, Coleman struggles like in post-defense against like big centers. And I don't think Brad would double him, so... That that's pretty much the only reason that I would I would go, um, yeah. And I I don't think he'd I think he'd bring him out of the lane a little bit with Coleman, but uh, uh, if Ty Rogers is there, I think Kofi could do a decent job playing the. Yeah. That's that's so okay. funny because I with with this te- <laughs> this team ceiling might be higher, even though the two thousand the twenty twenty one team had national player of the year runner up two All Americans. <laughs> Number one seed loses to Loyola. Um, 
but it's so <laughs> Big funny. Ten freshman of the year. This team this year might have a better ceiling, <laughs> higher ceiling because of how they can play spread out yeah. and they can shoot the three and all of that. But it's so funny that the limiting factor against Illinois would be Mundy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my brain, my brain is still having trouble wrapping itself around. I love it, Jubes. I was gonna say the twenty twenty four team wins, but now that you've said we win double Kofi, I think you're right. I think uh, twenty four team loses to the twenty one. Yeah, gonna... why, why do you think? Why do you think they would win? I well, I think because uh, we wouldn't adjust on D. I think Kofi would score thirty five. Yeah, but I'm saying, what did you think before? Like, what was your reason? <laughs> oh, because I, 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 it was um, because I, I think Kofi would struggle defensively. I thought that this team would take advantage of a it, kind of the limitations of what I always thought was of our um, Kofi led Illini teams was, um. You know, I hate to go there, but the Loyola game, right? Like, they ran the same play. That was, they exposed us, and I think that was a huge limitation. That's why I, I'm a firm believer that Purdue will not win the championship this year because I just think they'll run into a good coach, and you just, you'll run into a team with five shooters, and Edie just it will get exposed. I, it's I, it's very similar to the Kofi situation. I I loved having Kofi, but I didn't realize until maybe a you know a year or two after of how much that limited us on defense. I mean, it's like Dane, right? Like Dane literally can't play. I'm shocked how good we were last year with how many minutes Dane played. We weren't that good. The, the bit, the bit. <laughs> yeah, but to make it the tournament, the big, like his plus minus this year. Is the Big Ten yeah, was terrible. Conference, it's like negative twenty three or something. Last year's team was not good. There were some fluke <laughs> wins and like some insane individual performances, but the Big Ten was terrible, and we were a joke yeah. in the tournament. I am gonna have to whiteboard that one. Like <laughs> Jukes just totally shif- shifted the shifted everything for me. So what were you gonna say before? What was your uh... Pre-jubes. I don't even remember. That's like he's burning. That's like burning. That's like BC and AD. I found the new thing that I'm gonna think of before I go to sleep and when I wake up. You got jubes has your uh, brain in a pretzel over there. It'd be an interesting chess match between Brad and Brad. All right, boys. Let's uh, let's move on. Let's preview Michigan State. The boys go to East Lansing, one p.m. game Ooh. on Saturday. Ooh. We don't like the day games. No. Do you think? Um, Is that not on the to get list sidetracked yet? here? Is that on the list yet? Do you think? Have you ever heard the theory of, you know, when you take a test at, at say seven p.m. Remember, you used to take finals and tests used to be at night. I read something one time that said you should study at that same time because then your body is used to like thinking or like yeah. you'll think back to when you're studying at that time. That makes sense. Do you think that these afternoon games that we're practicing at all at like a 1 p.m. during the week? Probably not because, I mean, they do have to go to class, right? But couldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, I, I don't know how that works. 
with college athletes these days. I thought that they sporadically went to class and they just had tutors. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, I mean, wouldn't you want to at least like the day before, like practice at that same exact time, just get your body used to it? Yeah, I mean, it's probably hard too with road games when you're traveling, but yeah, and well, yeah, because I think some teams travel at night and then like their their pro- their body they're probably just tired for those games a lot, you know. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it's just we don't play our best ball in, in these random times in the middle of the day. But going to East Lansing, did we have, I, I think we got Shannon back for this one. I think we beat Michigan State at home by three. Shannon wasn't, he didn't play at that game, right? We no. were Shannonless. No. So, I mean, that's, I, I, I know that, um, we're going on the road. It's hard to win on the road into the, the Big Ten, but we have a little bit of a counterpunch there with TSJ back. Jubes, what's your thoughts on Saturday's game? I so usually, usually Illinois has beaten this this Tyson Walker, AJ Hogard, Joey Hauser. He's no longer there, but uh, type <laughs> Michigan State team. Um, I think it's going to be a pretty good game. I think that Ty always plays a little bit better against the Michigan teams. Um, it's it's honestly it's honestly a toss up. I think I think Michigan State really needs this game. I think Illinois really needs this game too. Uh, not not from like a season momentum perspective, but like. Michigan State needs seating. it for that, but Illinois needs it for seeding. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that they 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 need to because not to bring this up, but they have to travel to Maryland very soon. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I'm just I'm just chalking that up as an auto loss. You know, Maryland could <laughs> can could uh, roll out the Champaign Central basketball team and probably beat Illinois <laughs> in Maryland. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's going to be an interesting game. But what one thing I'm interested in is seeing how Izzo plays his like five five men that he rotates for like three minutes each throughout the game. Um, I think that he, he should try. He if he was well, Izzo's a much smarter basketball mind than I am. But if I were him, I'd want to uh, play Xavier Booker a little bit more. Uh, the the five star freshman recruit because he can he can step out and shoot a little bit and also Coleman isn't really driving on on, on the inside and his other three postmen are are more of like your traditional five men so I think if they play him a little bit more I think that could create some you know more of a, a fair matchup for Michigan State with Illinois because I think Michigan State is kind of at a disadvantage when they have when they go out there with like Sissoko or or some of their other guys. So that's that's what I would do. I, I guess we'll see. He he hasn't really. He's been playing Booker a little bit more recently, but uh, I think I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a toss up. Java Edge. Uh, I think the the thing I'm most looking forward to with this game is Jubes touched on it, but Ty Rogers he. 
definitely brings a little bit more to the Michigan matchups. Um, do I think that's going to get them over the hump at Michigan State? No, but um, I just love watching Ty Rogers play basketball, getting rebounds from above the backboard. Um, Edge, real quick, not to interrupt you, but did you catch Hoiberg's post game talking about Ty Rogers? No, where he was saying that the you know doing the five, putting the five on Ty really hurt them because they were Ty was basically getting a free lane to crash the boards and just dominated them on the glass. So that like forced them out of that game plan. Yeah. Hey, they've been crashing the boards ever since, uh, what game was it? One of their losses, um, I think Maryland, right? Yeah. Since the Maryland game, Goody has been dominating the glass and Ty is just so good, but yeah, I think that the notion that a five could, you know, they, that a, that any other team besides Purdue could get by with taking Ty either out of the game or as Undy waited a little bit too long to change, to adjust, um, or just kill Illinois with having a five on him, um, that, that's not happening, which is great. And who thought it was – no one thought it was going to happen. Ty's a dog. He, everybody knew. Yeah, Ty was gonna overcome that. So yeah, that, so besides Ty, the the thing I'm looking forward to most, I mean, I'm terrified, scared out of my wits with a 1 p.m. tip. Good news is it's on <laughs> it's on CBS, so I don't think we know the broadcast broadcast team yet. But 1 p.m. CBS early mid February game gonna be awesome. Could that be Rafferty? Oh, yeah, it could be Rafferty. Oh. <laughs> could be <laughs> that would be big for us and and, and with Ty too on defense he, Ty like hadn't really played in the second half a lot um, and, and Brad's starting to play him a little bit more there and and I think I think you want him guarding Tyson Walker yeah for the Insta- majority of the game he's not playing in, because Harmon's playing yeah yeah Harmon or Goody and I think like when they're up and there's and they're, he's like worried about free throws, he he doesn't trust Ty there yet, and like he's not the best ball handler. So, but I I mean I think he's starting to play him more because I think it just gives us such a disadvantage when you have like that many big dudes crashing the glass, you know? Yeah. Like you don't I just like had... it doesn't matter what offense you run. Like you got four guys going going to the rim. And that was also not to go back to this point, but Hoiberg. So it was playing the five on him gave Ty a free lane to rebound. But then also he was saying, when you remember Hoiberg, they played zone, they went to the zone, but we got every offensive rebound because they couldn't match up with us. Yeah. So then we they had to pull out of the zone too. Yeah. Zones are deadly for uh, for offensive rebounding or well defensive rebounding, right? You, I'll you, tell you, I had a wave of nausea come over me when, when Jubes was, uh, when Jubes was talking about Harmon playing more at the end of the game because Brad doesn't trust Ty Rogers, <laughs> because that is the exact sort of like Brad principle, <laughs> grit, tough, old, super senior veteran. 
that is the exact type of move that Undy would do out of no rational basis, but just out of pure, pure <laughs> principle. Grit. So yeah. ho- hopefully that changes I, down the stretch and then into the tournament. I think. I mean, but maybe not. Maybe maybe Tide doesn't, you know, doesn't show Brad that he can make enough free throws or be good enough with the ball. But I'll tell you. He's got to be able to throw better inbound passes than <laughs> Harmon. I think we're a pretty bad matchup for Michigan State. Because when, um, and, and I'm curious to see what Izzo, Izzo does with Mady and putting Mady on Ty. I don't I don't think he will because Ty burned him so yeah, bad. Yeah, he, he killed the him game. the first game. But then if he doesn't guard him, who does... Who does guard Ty and Domas? Because then I think you have a booty ball opportunity. Yeah. If if you don't do that, so I, I we we match up great with them. I mean, I think that's probably your point, Jubes, on playing Booker right versus me. Like, I, I don't know if Mady plays more than twenty minutes. I think that's huge for the Illini. I, I just think we're gonna do really well when he's on the court. I can't believe that guy's still at MSU. By the way, how long is that? <laughs> what year is that guy in? He he had he had one amazing moment if when they played Gonzaga on a ship if you remember that <laughs> yeah I do remember that game. he was like out of his mind that game and and I and I was worried I'm like oh man if he if he's like I think he was a sophomore that year and I was like I think we were a sophomore that wasn't like four years ago I think that was he three probably years won. ago. I was going to say, I think we watched that games at Cam's our senior year. <laughs> um, but he like he was like driving, and, and I was like, what is going on? Um, but yeah, it, it's I, I don't think he helps them at all. And, and the other thing about Michigan State is like their guards. We should be able to guard them. Like last time Hogard went off. Yeah. Um, Shannon wasn't playing in that game, right? So if if Brad can can help himself and he could not do the let's switch everything thing, um, I think that <laughs> I think I th- I think you just you just make you make someone else beat you uh, besides those two guys and you put your best you put your best defenders on them, right? Yeah. Like Ty and Shannon are much bigger than than them. Right and make uh make Akins beat you, make uh Malik Hall beat you, but don't let Hogard or Ty be, or uh, Walker beat you. Yeah, and that's why I mean, that's why they haven't beat us recently because we yeah. can we can play a little bit on those guys and other teams struggle because they don't they don't have the size that we do, you know. Vegas line and predictions. Who wants it? I'll go first. Uh, I think it'll be like Michigan State, like minus two and a half. Um, and I actually think Illinois. I think Illinois wins by three. I think it's me. Oh, very close. Jubes. you're very neutral on these picks too. I feel like you've been one of the few Java men that have picked against Illinois on these. Yeah, because I I live in reality, unlike the Pete. <laughs> Jubes. Jubes. Java Jubes has the algorithm just constantly adjusting. The the algorithm has no fear of adjustment. No. Um, I'll go and then at you close it. Okay. 
I'm going to go pick them for the Vegas line. And I'm going to go Illini by eight. Wow. 78 to 70. It's great because Lag's a squad, but he always picks the <laughs> Illini. And he's never not picked the Illini. I can't help myself. But I am squad. I am squad. He contains multitudes. I'm I'm the same thing. I'm the same thing, Lags. I'm I'm a I'm a squad guy, but I've given him a contract for life, so that's right. Um I'm going I'm going minus one Michigan State, minus one and a half. Not I don't know how lines go. It it has to be a half or no? No, it doesn't no. have to be a half. It doesn't need to be. Um all right. I'm going minus one Michigan State. And I think Illinois is going to win. I think that they get it done like 80 to 75. All right. I like it. I, I feel Did you give a score, Jubes? No, I did not give a score, but I will go with 82 to 79. Okay. So we're all in kind of the same ballpark. Score wise, I'm pretty sure they scored 87 two games in a row, which is pretty impressive. They yeah, score they, a lot. We did. Yeah. Well, are you talking about Illinois? Yeah, or Illinois. MS- Illinois yeah. scored yeah, two we, games in a row. Only yeah. scored seven we had the against OT. Indiana. Oh my god. That game. That game was tough. We didn't talk about it that much, but thank God we got a win, and I'd I'd rather not talk about it because I I don't know. Thank what, God Malik Renew fouled out. That's all I'll say about that. <laughs> They didn't even have wear. I don't know what was happening. And Xavier Johnson shoots with one hand. <laughs> I don't know how Michigan State has a top twenty-five net. The only good win they look at Ken, look at their Ken Palm. They beat us. Was they it Ken like, Palm? Ken Palm or net? They're they're. I think there's seventeen Ken Palm. Yeah, there's. Yeah, that's crazy. That is crazy. Because they they've they've only beaten Baylor. They thrash Baylor. I think that's they thrash. why. I, okay. Man, so this 59-56 loss at Minnesota is just brutal. That was tough. I think the net, too, like, if I, if I were working on this thing, I would cut off the margin of victory impact at some point. Because, like, I think once you get to, like, 20 – a team yeah, might doesn't like matter. you know Tom might throw in Steven Izzo like you know, you, you never you, you don't know if, <laughs> like that's not the wait truth. so that matters that's really important for Ken yeah Bob. so like Auburn is is hot it, that's I mean yes it it matters it matters for both but Auburn um Auburn like crushed everybody in the non conference and and they, they they're like seven net um and and that really helps. Just to crush teams and the bit, the bit, like the the um the Big Twelve and the SEC in general, like they're they have very high nets because their teams would like crush everybody in the non-conference. Like yeah. it's almost it's almost making you want to play shitty teams, teams because like the algo hasn't adjusted to like how much you should adjust the margin of victory at that point yeah. in time. You know what I mean? There should be diminishing gains, mm-hmm. right? Like the more you like what's the difference between a twenty and forty, like you mm-hmm. said. There's no difference at that point. Right, because like some coach and like that's why that's why Brad doesn't bring in like Max Williams and uh Yeah. The other guy Brad even said that yeah. in an interview. 
That's that's an AJ uh, Rat and... by bread. Yeah. AJ. <laughs> yeah. I I have boys. It was I have one thing to say before we sign off. Lags. One thing. Yep. I've been seeing a lot on Twitter, like some Java men even might have mentioned it, but like a lot of people are like bl- blaming like uh, the uh, student section for the crush for like Illinois poor performance at home. I think we need to. St- I think we need to stop finding <laughs> <laughs> external influences to blame on your team's struggles. I think we, we need to uh, let the zebras and, and the uh, kids who ha- who whose parents were able to pay for them to attend uh, basketball games in the fifth row um, and, and let, let them do what they do and worry about, you know, your coach and, and your players in the court. Cause I, 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 people are like, I can't hear the orange crush on TV. And it's like people like all over Twitter. It's like, maybe your volume's low or maybe they're just, they're not on <laughs> there the There might not be a mic by there. Yeah. <laughs> That's all, and maybe they maybe they are soft, but like the, I don't think that you should. That's that's not a reason that Illinois can like lose um, to Maryland. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> hearing it through yeah. a TV. That's a true reflection of where the microphone's set up. Like that has nothing to do with how loud a stadium is. You know, like that could easily change if they want to set it up that way. Yeah. You're People an absolute like, mad. You're an absolute madman if you think. <laughs> Illinois' performance has anything to do with the crush. <laughs> There's people that do it. They're like, I, this is like the quietest it's been in like 20 years. It's like, will you shut the fuck up? Back when the frat was a frat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Boys, it was good to get back. Talk some Illini ball. Happy you guys can join. I'm hoping for some uh, for, for some uh, solid performances out of out of the boys this weekend huge opportunity to cement ourselves on the two or three line for march this is the java men fighting illini podcast thanks for listening i l l i and i Yeah, it's time to walk the plank.